Welcome to Dorks on Sports podcast about three dorks talking about sports. Lana couldn't be with us today. Uh, we love you out there, Lana. Hope you're listening to the pod. So you got Curtis, Millie, and myself today. Curtis, uh, how are you doing? Are, are you tired after an exhausting divisional round weekend? No, I don't think I'm tired at all. Yeah, uh, it just it's just uh, there was just so much to take in from all of those games, all four of those games yeah. coming down to the wire in that sort of way. Um, and I'm just I'm just eager to see what's going to be happening uh, with these last final two before we get to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm expecting greatness out of both matches. I am too. Uh, uh, for my money, this was probably the greatest divisional round weekend uh, that I can remember watching. Ah, uh, for um, sure. Four yeah. games coming down to a walk off. I mean, all, all four games uh, were ended on you know zero zero zero. Um, I think that's incredible. Um, and then, of course, the famous one in overtime that we're going to get to. Millie, how are you doing over there? Uh, you know, I'm I'm all over the map, just like those games. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. absolute, absolute joy, absolute devastation, like <laughs> everything any, you know, true, I feel like sports fans should wish for is that like gamut of emotions. You can't enjoy the highs without knowing a little something about the lows, right? Yeah. I have to say, <laughs> like, I'm not a Bills fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I was disappointed when they lost that game. I can't imagine what Bill's mafia is going through right now. Mm. And in the same way that I, um, I am relishing the Sean Freud of the Cowboys fans. I have, I have nothing but sympathy and well wishes for Bill's mafia out there. That's a rotten way to go. Uh, that game was all over the place. It, um, yeah. oh, I'm still, I'm still just devastated and, and confused and all of the emotions on that game. It's, I feel, I feel so bad for those fans. They've just been waiting so long. They, they were so ready. Long. They were poised. And, and I really did think that they were, um, the bills were, were going to go. Like I felt it in my heart and yeah. that, you know, we got those final two minutes are going to stand in history insane um for a very long time i think every every year that those stats are going to go up to how much scoring happened in a minute mm. and 54 seconds yeah i mm. think that for me watching it i was i was like it's fine it's fine <laughs> they're coming back just watch and then you know here come the chiefs and i'm like nope there's still enough time I don't care. Somebody scored in nine seconds uh, in that other game. They can do it. It's fine. It's fine. Like I just kept going to the, it's fine. I'm like, okay. Okay. Overtime. Okay. You're never supposed to go to overtime games when you get into the playoffs. There's no such thing as overtime in playoffs. It just doesn't happen. Okay. Okay. They won the coin toss. Oh God. It's going to be that game. Isn't it? And it was that game. It's the game where everybody goes, these rules don't make any fucking sense. Everything comes down to the to a coin flip. Why play? Why don't we just say whoever calls it in the air wins? Because honestly, that's I, how I, it you works. Know, that game was crazy. It was like 
I was pretty sure the Bills were going to win. And then, you know, I was like, well, Pat Mahomes has whatever it was, two minutes left or whatever it was. I was like, that's plenty of time for a guy like him. Uh, and then he got it. And I was like, wow, I, that was a rough one. That was a tough one for the Bills. I feel really bad for him. And then Josh Allen comes back with like a minute left on the clock. And gets That, that was amazing. Leaves 12 seconds. There's 12 seconds left. And I was going, uh, the, uh, Bills, that is incredible. You're going to the championship games since the, for the first time since the nineties, like this is, this is insane. There's no, not even Pat Mahomes can score with 12 seconds left on the clock. And then uh, I, I was wrong. Pat Mahomes is that quarterback. Pat Mahomes can score. Can I just say, by the way, what an awful decision to kick that ball into the end zone and not like squib kick it and try to waste six seconds off the clock because I don't know, can Pat Mahomes score in six seconds? I, I think he has the ability, but you know, I, I don't know if there's only six seconds left on the clock when he finally gets the ball, we might be talking about a different game. I mean, I think that's a little bit like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a poor decision, but you know, at the same time, you know, like 13 seconds, you know, and the number one defense in the league, granted they were gassed, but you would still like, I could, I could understand, like, I'm, I'm willing to give the coaches a little bit of a benefit with that. I just, yeah. I've been priding myself these whole entire playoffs of staying very neutral in all of these games. <laughs> just like, yeah. is that to me? Cause, cause that's when, <laughs> when I know my team sucks and is out of it. And I've known this for like a month before the season, like everybody was like t- speaking. Listen, as long time like, Hey, you still got a fans. chance. You still got a chance. And I'm like sitting there going like, yeah, we got no fucking chance. We're not going to the playoffs. This is yeah. a terrible team. <laughs> this is, they're playing terrible. They're not playing together as a good well-coached, well-played team. Seahawks had a turd year and I was cool with it, you know, because, you know, now I think some changes are going to happen where they'll get back into it next year. Uh, I'm hopeful, but I've really been enjoying these playoffs, not having any emotional investment and just enjoying it as a football fan going like, I've got no rooting interest in any of these games. And, and it was true up until this fucking game against <laughs> the bills. And, 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 and I love, I love Patrick Mahomes. I've said it over and over again in our message boards. I mean, I think the kid's fantastic. He's he is so fun to watch. Player. I think he's a genuinely good dude. Yeah. And he's an easy guy to root for. And so is his um, coach. I mean, Andy Reid having him and all that. Yeah, and Reid's a awesome. good guy too. I, I don't love the Chief fans and I hate their fucking, you know, the, 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 the chance that they do. And it's just, it's got so much wrong written all over it that I don't even want to get into it. But it's just like, I'm not a fan of the Chiefs per se, but I'm a huge fan of Mahomes right. and Reed. Um, but did you see Andy Reed, I'm sorry to cut you off, but did you all watch him? Because he was the one thing that made me more scared than Patrick Mahomes in those last two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Every time they showed him, he had this poker face that yeah. I was like, that fucker thinks he can win. Yeah, that's a problem. I, I got yeah, a theory I mean, with if, it. If Mahomes is it's, my quarterback, it's because I think he's got Mahomes. Too. That's yeah. why he's got that poker face because he <laughs> right. because Mahomes could do things on the football field that no other quarterback can do. And I I think I think Josh Allen is spectacular. I would be stoked 
if Josh Allen was the quarterback of the Seahawks. And I love oh, and some Hall. alternate universe he is. Yeah, I know. But Josh Allen's my like, MVP. He's Josh, my MVP. Josh, 100%. And, and, yeah. and, and he won me over in that final minute drive where he scored. Where I, when, I, when he scored that touchdown, I mean, it was a bit of a broken coverage play. So it was a gimme. But he led the drive. He threw the touchdown pass and then he was so jacked up on the sideline. Like he was just, I mean, he was doing like a Hulk Hogan thing on the sideline and it got me like, I mean, it lifted me out of my seat on my couch. I was just broke my heart when his, when you saw him on the sideline and overtime where he knew in his eyes, he, he knew he was never going to step on the field. He knows what Patrick Mahomes can do. That, That, that was so sad. I mean, they, they've got to change the rules. I'm, I'm actually, I was, I was, I've been hearing a lot of people saying like they should change the rules for, you know, for the playoffs. And I'm kind of like, why, why not just, why not just make overtime a full quarter, you know, yeah, for a full quarter of football. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's a blood sport anyways, you know, and if you, you know, play an extra, you know, 15 minutes of football and are gassed going into the next week, them's the breaks, right? You know, but at least you kind of go through a full quarter of getting a final score. And I guess you stand a bit of a risk going into a double overtime. (laughs) But that's what practice squads are for. And so you just kind of look. My thing too, though, is you, like, part of the reason... um... And, and poor Devin, just the hubs suffered through me on this game because I'm like, every time he ran for that first time down, every time he just made it happen, I just went MVP. And he's just like, <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. I was like, well, it should. It's ridiculous. This He is not the entire offense, but he does everything that yeah. an offense can do. He plays every position in a game if he has mm-hmm. to. I just haven't been so impressed by a quarterback probably since the very early, you know, the early years of Russell Wilson when I was mm-hmm. like, he can elude anything. He can do anything. He He's going to find a way and he's going to run for that first down. He's going to find someone to catch this pass. He's going to yes. get us to the next yes. place that we can make another play. And there is this, single-mindedness that I watch when I watch Josh Allen. He's like, we got to get a first down. So I guess I'll get it. Yeah. (laughs) But but he's not an asshole about it. Yeah, This was his coming out game for that. You know, I I have loved the arc that we've seen Josh Allen's career. You know, he started out as a kid with a bunch of raw talent and maybe he could be something. And then it was kind of like, oh no, is he going to be another one of those like Darnolds or, uh, you know, one of these guys who has all the talent in the world you draft from the first round and he just, he's, he can't get there. But in the third season, I think it was his third season, inexplicably, he becomes like this sort of elite threat quarterback. And you're like, okay, maybe this guy he is dedicated it. his whole offseason in between those. I think is it was his third season, right? Where he really I broke think it was out. his third yeah. season where he in kind of broke the second out. season, the second because the second season he made it in the playoffs. Yeah. But it was so he's still kind of an iffy quarterback then. Yeah. And then I think the story goes, he um he uh, hired a you know a, 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 a specific football coach to um, 
to uh, school him on like the nuances of touch because he was kind of a fastball thrower, kind of yeah. like Kaepernick. And they worked his mechanics. Know, he spent the entire. And he worked on his mechanics, on and, it, and I think he lost a he lost a, a grandparent where he was very close to and really wanted to dedicate that football season that's amazing well, that, that's and, the charity that even the chiefs fans all donated oh you, is yeah. that right yeah they named like the wing after his grandmother yeah. in the cincinnati yeah. hospital or not oh, in the in the hospital and uh the chiefs fans are all donating 13 dollars Oh, that's, that's which is really yeah. great it's raised that's really like great no that's really great i mean there's but a there's the thing a real is, is that he, you know, he, he becomes this great quarterback, right? Now we're all looking at him like, okay, he's the future of, he's, he's going to be one of the future greats. He's now in the top 10. This game for me, put him, you know, number two behind Pat Mahomes. This I think is, they're one and two. Yeah. He's got the height. He's got the power. He's got the strength. And now he has that thing that you see Russell Wilson get in the fourth quarter when you, you Russell, uh, light switches on and Russell Wilson goes, I know I have to win this. Every inch of this dirt and this field is something I have to do. And I'm willing to put this team on my back and get it. Josh Allen has that. And he proved that in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I foresee it's, it's almost a shame that both of these young players are in the same conference because really I ideally we'd love one in the NFC and one up in the AFC. Cause I really think there's sort of a potential of a bird and magic Johnson. Yeah. Type but now we're going to get the next generation of Brady and Manning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the same conference. That's not terrible. That's not, yeah. No, no. Okay. But if I shouldn't say, if I say, I should say when, when, uh, when Joe Burrow and the Bengals win the Super Bowl, mm. um, where does yeah. that then <laughs> put sweet Joe Burrow? It could happen. Yeah, hopefully Joe Burrow doesn't become Burrow's his smooth. generation's Aaron Rodgers. really Rogers. good. Like, if, if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, I mean, we would be, the, the national storyline would be Joe Burrow. Would be Joe Burrow. Would be, he would be, yeah. 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 So you know what I like that he's he's kind of staying under the radar and all the talk right now. I feel like everyone's so focused on on what we've just been talking about that they can continue to maintain maybe a little bit of that cold cold steel they've got right now, where they're just like, no, we're just gonna play football and you guys can talk. So let's go let's go to that game because that game was kind of opposite of what we saw with Bills Chiefs. Um, it was a defensive slobber knocker. Uh, mm-hmm. It was two great defenses just taking it to those offenses. Those I love these games where the offense just has to gut for every yard, every first down, and points are um, rare, right? Uh, so how what did how Millie? How did Burrow? How did Burrow do in that game? What did you see from him? I mean, the reality is it was the lowest scoring game, right? It I of the four, it was the lowest. It was like we kept getting a little more. Oh scary. no, no, that was that was Green Bay in the San Francisco. Was that even lower? Okay, <laughs> right, because then we got the fourth quarter when all of a sudden scoring happened. Yeah. But right, um, I mean, especially that first half. It, it, those games are forget Joe Burrow. Suddenly, it's all about your kicker. <laughs> so yeah, right. I don't know if you saw it, but the the Bengals like tweeted out. They were like, "That's why you draft a kicker." And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but they sure do matter in games like this. And like you yeah. said, it's all about like 
you're fighting for every point. So a lot of that game was just fighting to get into field goal range and then hoping your kicker could kick it. And then it's the last did he wanted to depend on. Absolutely. I mean, he was the MVP of their game, right? Yeah. But so was, I mean, Joe Mixon was, was not going to let that game slip away either. It wasn't all as much as I love him. It wasn't all Joe Burrow. It was that whole team, like just, fighting and believing in themselves and, and, you know, doing it on the road, like, come on. That's a team that Cincinnati Bengals team is a team. I would be scared of if I'm the chiefs, I am not looking past that team because that team has is having fun. They believe in each other. And that is a dangerous team, a young team that believes in each other and believes they can win every game. That's a dangerous team. Their defensive tackle rotation is pretty ferocious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that DJ reader and some of those, I mean, that guy's like, looks like he's 400 pounds and like he moves. I mean, well, so just, this is, yeah. and I, I know Mahomes put up a bunch of points against, you know, the number one defense in the league, but I think he matches up well against that bills defense in mm-hmm. ways that I don't think he matches up very well against that Bengals. I think that Bengals defense is designed to take mm-hmm. out a quarterback like Mahomes. The Bengals yeah. did beat the Chiefs in their regular They, uh, they did. Yep. And yeah, I think they that, absolutely that's, did. Uh, that bodes well. But I also will point out that the one thing I said is if you get Travis Kelsey involved, mm-hmm. you win when it comes to the <laughs> yeah. Chiefs. This season especially. Yeah. Well, did you hear the story? For Kelsey had like maybe two targets. I mean, it was, it was, I was, as a fantasy owner, these are the things I noticed. Yeah. And the only thing is, is that the Bengals are not great against tight ends. And Kelsey, that was one of the games where he just didn't have anything to do with the offense. Mm. So it's going to come down to Kelsey again in my There's mind. a story that that he told, or maybe it was Pat Mahomes told, uh, you know, at the end of that game in the huddle, you know, Mahomes calls the play and Kelsey said, I'm not going to run that route. I'm probably yeah, going to run no, something else. He, 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 and he, Mahomes he, went... Yeah. Go for it, dude. Like, do your thing. Mm-hmm. I'll find you. <laughs> yeah. Was that that was that's a story from this like last from the, this last one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kelsey basically told him like, "Look, that one's not going to work. I'm going to do this," and they went for it and totally changed up the play between the two of them. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, those two trust each other uh, a lot. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the mind meld thing. Like, I mean, that's what Russ has with Tyler Lockett and Tyler Lockett. And, yeah. You know. And it's what Burrow has with Chase. And it's what yes. Burrow has with Jamar. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which is definitely going to be an X factor there. Um, that is a game I'm really looking forward to. I, I, I am not counting those Bengals out. I think they're really going to come to play. Um, the other game that gave me a lot of pleasure was uh, the 49ers uh, winning one over fucking Aaron Rodgers. So uh, bye-bye, Aaron. Uh, it was nice to see you pout on the sideline. That gave me a lot of joy. Um, I'm sorry that uh, you're disappointed that everybody was rooting against you because of your uh, vaccine nonsense. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking worry about a little that. Bit more I was about rooting, football. <laughs> I was rooting against him because he's the biggest fucking like asshole in like yeah. professional <laughs> sports. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, and he's an asshole when it came to the whole. So Aaron Rodgers is now zero and five against the 49ers in the playoffs. Which oh my uh, god, I, oh, yeah. that's great. I you know that. what? I I just I just want to chime in real quickly and say you know uh, you know Marcy, God bless her. I love her to death. I think she's wonderful. But I really had to hold back in that last episode. I don't <laughs> like the 49ers at all. <laughs> And I could spend a whole entire podcast episode on all the reasons why I don't like the 49ers. So when I was watching Jimmy Garoppolo, like throw ducks and like, I mean, there was like three or four times he should have been, those should have been pick sixes and they just inexplicably weren't. But like, I, I was just enjoying the fact of like, Oh yeah, the 49ers are just going to be done in this one. And then when that block, happened amazing <laughs> and i was just like oh my god i think they're gonna win this game <laughs> and they did and i was just laughing my ass off uh, do you think aaron Rodgers was looking ahead to championship weekend do you think he, he thought he was just gonna run all over these guys? he was his post conference he actually he actually just came right out with it unprompted there's just like well i was because they were asking him about like you know did he think he just played his last game at <laughs> lambo and he was just like well that's kind of you know that's 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 a sensitive topic and that's you know it's just too soon to speculate but i was i was thinking i'd have at least one more game to think about that more <laughs> like yeah you weren't taking san francisco seriously at all you dumb shit i can't believe that he said those words like he said a lot of stuff that after that game that you were just like seriously like yeah, stop talking your ego yeah. dude i almost feel bad for your fans almost <laughs> Green Bay. It'll never happen, but almost because what the fuck? The guy finishes the game, loses again, and is like, Yeah, I was just, I was thinking about the Super Bowl, is basically his answer. It's like, Well, gee, I'm pretty sure that's professional football 101. Millie knows that you're not ever (laughs) supposed to think about the game after the game. And that that is the trap that teams fall in. And you never want to go to the press conference where they go, do you think you were thinking about next week? And you say, yes, (laughs) no, no, Aaron Rodgers, you piece of shit. Like what? It obviously looked like about my options, but I'm pretty sure I don't want to be part of a rebuild. (laughs) He's so out of there. Like, they just Denver no. just hired his offensive his offensive coordinator. He's, he's, he's going to be a Bronco next. He's going to be a Bronco. This is, this is guaranteed. This is a hundred percent like the most yeah. unkept yeah. secret in the league. Oh right no! Now. I mean, he. You know, last year they they asked him about his offensive coordinator. They're buds. He he really likes yeah. his offensive coordinator, and he said, uh, "Oh, this guy won't go anywhere unless I go with him." I mean. <laughs> We know yeah. what's going on yeah. there in Denver. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe that Green Bay for the past 30 years has had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and they've only won two Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know- I mean, it kind of makes you wonder about the whole, like, you know, the whole this whole notion about like you have to have like an elite franchise quarterback, right? right? 
Yeah. Maybe yeah. you just need an elite game manager like Jimmy G. So there you go. <laughs> well, you know what? It would just, it would, it would, I, again, I just want to say this out and openly. I cannot stand the 49ers, but there is a huge part of me that would laugh my ass off if Jimmy G leads them to the Super Bowl and they win. Yeah. Because that is, he, he is his, I mean, he is as average at best as a starting quarterback in this league, but it shows you if you build a roster up enough and if you have, you know, a smart enough coaching staff, you don't have to pay 40, $50 million on a quarterback. Yeah. You know, and I kind of think Jimmy G is one game away from going to his second Super Bowl. His second Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 And the yeah. way, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, the way Shanahan, I will, I will give him all credit in the world. I actually think Shanahan is maybe I think he's a great the best coach. coach in the league. Yeah. And I say that not liking that team. And I just think that like he, he schemes Garoppolo into success brilliantly, you know, yeah. with the way he's able to create, you know, you know, open lanes and, you know, in the middle of the field to where is really the only area of the field he can throw with any consistency. Yeah. No, but they're and able to look at the Rams. Uh, the Rams are game managing Stafford into winning mm-hmm. games too. Stafford's not thrown 42 times a game. Yeah. I mean, he's throwing, he's, he's making a lot of pretty impressive chunk plays down the field. Abs- well, that's, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's but because of the run game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> speaking of, um, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be another one of those Tom Brady heroics. He comes back, you know, 24 points down and he came out to play and, uh, and maybe, maybe Stafford was worth it there. Could, could Jared Goff have, you know, taken their team down and got that, you know, last second field goal. I don't know. Is Stafford worth that money for being able to do that one play to get him to the championship? If it gets them to the Super Bowl, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look yeah. how far they made it. I, I, you know, at the beginning of the season, I told you all that I actually do think that Stafford was a big step up from Goff, and that I he thought was. they had a real yeah. chance, and that However, they were going to win the division at least. I do and think Stafford. Yeah, I do think Stafford was uh, responsible for that uh, inexplicable Tom Brady comeback too, in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's going to do that too, right? Yeah. And you just have to make sure that you've got a, a, a defense that can that can hold up against your occasional interception. Which fortunately uh, they do. And right. by the way, that Rams defense, I mean, that, that's a Tom Brady breaker. That that defense is designed to get at quarterbacks Pressure like Tom middle. Brady. Well, Aaron, Aaron Donald may be on his way to being the MVP of the Super Bowl, the way oh, that things are looking to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, that guy just gets it. If he can get in the quarterback's head, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pass on that defense. Don't do it. Right. I mean, the reason why Shanahan has so much success against the Rams and it baffles me why Carroll doesn't do this because <laughs> this is the type of offense he wants to play run at Aaron Donald. The guy's one of the more smaller defensive tackles in the league. You right. know, I mean, they Shanahan just runs the ball 40 times a game with them. And I mean, what's the record against, you know, McVeigh right now? Is he something I think he's something like eight and zero or something like that. Like it's it's I mean, they're completely the Rams yeah. kryptonite. They because, are the Rams kryptonite. And if I'm the Rams, I'm real nervous about uh, because about he takes he takes he takes Donald out of the game. 
He takes, yeah, he's, I, I, just totally. like, he's just like, yeah, we are not going to let you get to our quarterback because we're going to run the whole time. I have yeah. not decided who I think is going to win that game. I, yeah. It's going to come out of my mouth when we get to predictions because yeah, I go back and forth one. for all those reasons. Yeah. Well, why don't we get to those predictions then? Let's do it right now. All right. Let's all start right. with this game. We, let's start with this game. Before we, got we start, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Shout out to Marcy because yeah. she beat us all in predictions. So what? good job, Marcy. Marcy. She got, she got three out of four. Nice work. Curse I got all done. of mine wrong. <laughs> I've got all of mine wrong. I think I, I got 50-50. I got one, which is like the worst I do in picks. Like, ever. So <laughs> shout out to Marcy, who just said, I don't know that much about football, but I'm listening to you. So. That's the most dangerous. Those people are the most dangerous. <laughs> Good job, Marcy. Take that all the way to Vegas. Yes. All right, who you got? All right. All right. So let's start with uh, let's start with Rams Rams Niners. This is, you know, division rivals in the playoffs are always so hard to predict. Um, every fiber of me says that, like on paper, the Rams should win this one. I'm going with the Niners. I think I think Shanahan is going to drop something new. Uh, I think he's going to take it. Um, I like that defense. That 49ers defense is Mm -hmm. tough. Um, I know the Bills had the number one defense, uh, but for my money, it's the the Niners have the number one defense in the league. I just think they're fast. They're ball hawks. um, They get after you. And then on offense, they're very balanced. Um, You know, Jimmy G is suspect. So he's, he's, he's a wild card. Like Jimmy G can sometimes make a throw that will be like, wow, good for you, Jimmy G. You just took over game. But then a lot of times he does the opposite. He throws that weird duck or he throws, you know, off timing or that pick six. Um, but, uh, but I don't think the coaches are going to put him in that position against the Rams. I, I think they're going to ride Debo Samuel and they're going to ride their run game uh, into, um, into success. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, I'm going to take 49ers 17 Rams 13. Yeah. And then uh, we got chiefs. Bengals, another just really hard game to predict. Um, I think this is a letdown game for the Chiefs. Um, I think that they spent all of their emotion out on that field, you know, last Sunday. Um, that defense has to be gassed. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals of this one. Uh, I think, uh, I think they got a momentum going. I think that's a team that really believes in each other and it's a young team. Um, and in some ways, I think it's a team that is so young and naive that they're not scared of a team like the chiefs. Like they, 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 they have all it's, it's like the, those, um, those early LOB Seahawks, they have so much confidence yeah. that they're yeah. not scared of a goddamn thing. Um, mm. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, who cares? Uh, I, I'm, I'm taking the Bengals in this one. Um, I think it's going to be higher scoring. Ooh, uh, let's see. I'm going to take Bengals 24, Chiefs 21. No, no, scratch that. 
I'm going to take Bengals 28, Chiefs 24. Yeah. Curtis, uh, look into your crystal ball. Woo. What, this are, you, is what are you looking for? Gosh, you know, I, I'm so tempted to go 49ers over the Rams in this, but I think that the Rams have to know what's coming with the 49ers. McVeigh has to know that that Shanahan is going to stick with the formula of running the ball down their throat and just yeah. not getting Jimmy. So I feel like, I feel like the whole week is going to be spent with that defense gearing up for that. And like, they are going to, they're going to do whatever they can to put Jimmy G into a situation where he has to throw on third and long. Yeah. And I feel like if I love the front seven of San Francisco's defense. I think they've got maybe one of the fastest defensive lines and easily set of linebackers in the league by far. Um, Bosa Armstead Warner. They're just, they're just so impressive with the way they fly around the ball. But I think the secondary is something that, you know, it's still a little bit spotty, and I kind of feel like I kind of feel like I kind of feel like Stafford's a little bit hot right now. He is a little bit hot right now. He's and, been playing well these past few games, and I feel like he's starting to. He's got the thing. He's got the thing with uh, what's his name up here, uh, Cooper Cup. Um, oh, but I Cooper think he's Cup starting to get. I think he's starting to get a rhythm with Odell Beckham too. So I sort of feel like. That sideline catch Odell say, Beckham had. What? What's that? that? Sideline catch that Odell Beckham had this he's last crazy Sunday down was incredible. I mean, he's, he's yeah, he's you know, I mean, he's a diva receiver, but he's super talented. And I just feel like I feel like they're so loaded up on that team, and I feel like they are playing with a lot of confidence. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna pick the Rams, 28-24 uh, over the right. 49ers, and then. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna lean Cincinnati upset because um, I feel like they're playing with a lot of confidence, and I feel like their defense, when all things you know being even, I think their defense is better than Casey's defense, and they're not gassed like Casey's defense. Yep. And uh, I think. Uh, the Chiefs are playing without the Honey Badger too. Uh, I think they lost him, right. so you know that's going to leave their back end of the defense a little bit exposed. I'm going to say upset. I'm going to say uh, 31-28 score. Uh, Cincinnati is going to the Super Bowl to play against Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. That'll be a fun game. Yeah. Millie, who you got? Oh man, like I said, I, I just really wasn't sure. And here's the thing: what what scares me is that Cooper Cup connection. Yeah, because that's where all their points come from, right? Um, and and you're right. the The OBJ thing is 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 it's kind of fun. I'm I'm enjoying seeing him win again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I don't I don't dislike the guy. I, I don't know. I, I, I love him. And on the Giants, it was this like, yeah, it's happening. And then he got hurt. And it's just been and he wasn't being used. And 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 that's, you know, hard on a really talented professional athlete. And I feel yeah. like he finally it got could somewhere. just never develop that chemistry with Baker. And he's yeah, he's creating this connection. And yeah. that's great. I think it's going to be their downfall. Once you mentioned it, I was like, that's that's the tipping point for me. I don't think that connection is going to be there this time. And mm. I think they're going to try to force it. And it's not going to work. And I think that the last time I picked against Kryptonite, I shot myself in the foot. So <laughs> right. sticking with Kryptonite. And despite all the prep in the world, I think the 49ers hand it to the Rams again and they win. And I think the stupid 49ers are going to go to the stupid <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um part of me honestly wants to see him win it uh just to see jimmy because then then what are they going to do with jimmy g it's just like right? oh my god we're gonna have to sign him <laughs> yeah. to a 10-year contract Wait, right <laughs> now they've got a dilfer situation on their nope. hand nope. Uh, absolutely this is gonna happen i still i don't know if you all ever went to see the garoppolo thing i told you about that fox did a million years ago when jimmy g covered for brady and he won this two games mm-hmm. and they did a send up of Hamilton with Garoppolo, but it's all I ever hear when he does well. And it's beautiful. I'll have to find the link and send it to you, but I hear it in my head. And the song is Garoppolo, Garoppolo, <laughs> like in the whole Hamilton style. And when he plays well, that's, that's what I hear. Um, so, you know, good on you, Jimmy G. Uh, I think they win. I don't think it's going to be a super high scoring game. I think it's going to be another for both these, these defenses are just um, they're strong. They're strong. I think it's going to be. I'm going 1913. Nice. Rams are really going to fuck up for that kind of score, but that's what's happening. Um, okay. And then, uh, Bengals chiefs. I hate that you both pick the Bengals, right? Cause I hate it when everyone picks the same thing. It always screws mm-hmm. it up. Um, we I all take mine the- back. <laughs> we all pick the bills. <laughs> like we all pick the bills and they lost. Oh, bills. Oh, Josh <laughs> Allen. I'm so sorry. That was our fault. I was, right. I was for certain that the bills were going to win that game. Last. I was too. I just like, okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Because I'm not going to go with my head on this. I'm going to go with my heart with all of you. And I'm going to, think about the Bengals the way I think about and thought about our beloved Seahawks when nobody thought they had a chance at anything. And like you said, they are, they're, they're flying a little under the radar. They're playing beautifully. They're strong. They're connected. They're, they're not at home, which takes some pressure off. I mean, that was one of the things that, um, I don't know if, if the pregame before the Rams 49ers, if y'all caught it, um, the, the talking heads, they changed their minds about who was going to win. And uh, it really pissed off Terry Bradshaw because he was the only yeah. one who picked the Niners. Right. Mm-hmm. And they weren't kidding because, because Howie is like, I'm changing my mind and I'm going with the Niners by whatever. And the little screen pop-up says Rams by 10. I mean, these people really did change their mind at the very last second. That's and I, 
it's it's something about it was because they saw the sideline footage before the game that's what changed Mm -hmm. their minds they saw how loose they were they were Mm -hmm. laughing they were with each other and they were ignoring the fans and they were just there to play football and i think the Bengals do that too i think joe burrow that coolness and that connection so that is why the Bengals win (laughs) um and uh i i do think it's going to be a shootout I just hope it doesn't end like the last one did. And uh, the Chiefs actually get upset this time. I think that last minute touchdown pass to Kelsey doesn't get caught this time. And uh, I'm going to give this one 27-24. All right. I like it. Mm. We'll see. uh, We'll see what happens. I, I have I have no expectations for this championship weekend. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I wish Alana was here to sing the Bengals song for us right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, there have been some coaching moves uh, going on. Uh, there's a lot of vacancies, uh, and some of them have been filled already. My favorite is Byron Leftwich to uh, Jacksonville, which then like turned into- Is that for maybe, certain now? Maybe cause... not Byron Leftwich to uh, Jacksonville because now Trent Balky wants to interview somebody else. But now you know, that somebody else was uh, uh, Hackett who uh, it went to the Broncos. And now it sounds like so. This is what I've been reading. This is the, the most recent rumors that I've been reading is that Leftwich- wants to coach but he wants balky out yeah so that's the condition and it sounds like con is leaving that leaning that way because the fans also want balky out <laughs> yeah he's a dick he's a dick he's and a- if that man never works in the nfl again yeah. the nfl will be better for it yeah yeah he's he, he's a punk uh and he's he not a good gm but what's that and he's not a good GM. No, no, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. He, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gr- congratulations. You drafted Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, like mm. I, pay me $3 million a year and I could do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Byron Leftwich is the perfect hire for that franchise. He's got ties to that city. I think uh, that's exactly the kind of person that Trevor Lawrence needs. Um, I think, you know, Byron Leftwich has had a lot of success. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, he, he made, you know, Jameis look pretty good when Jameis was playing for uh, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it. I like that hire a lot. And uh, I think he'll bring in a much needed uh, cultural change after the whole Urban Meyer disaster. So did you all see that the Bears hired their coach? Yeah, they got the guy from uh, the Colts. Uh, the Colts, Indianapolis um, defensive coordinator. I just yeah, had to remind uh, myself Matt of Everflus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ever- I'm Everflus. not in love with that choice. I think the Bears needed to hire an offensive guy. The Bears have a decent yeah. defense, and all the, all they need is to bring in you know uh, another co- uh, uh, defensive co- or keep their current defensive coordinator. Uh, all the questions the Bears have are on offense, and I don't know yeah. what Everflus is going to do for that. And I've been now, reading a lot of noise about how that ownership group of the Bears is pretty dysfunctional. Like oh, it looks like it. it they don't it know. It sounded like 
like Dan Quinn was up for the running and then he was kind of like, eh, I'm going to go back and be the DC for Dallas for another year and yeah, stuff. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe they offered this, you know, and you know, Quinn just sort of saved face, you know, or something like that, but I don't know. I, I had been seeing, you know, like the talking heads of like Florio and Coward talk about how dysfunctional, the bear's ownership is so yeah i'm not super yeah. i'm not I don't super know. optimistic about i, I think it's on, weird but. i think the bears had a good defense and now this you know defensive coach is going to come in and he's going to want to install his own defense so are the bears up for another rebuild like all their questions were on the development of justin fields let's you know get this offensive line up to par and yeah. I just don't see how this move is going to do that for them. I don't know. Uh, they should have gone after like the the Bills offensive coordinator. I, it, 100%. Like, that. like yeah. that's that's the guy and a guy you want to bring in. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Quarterback. I am yeah. reading that uh, Dan Quinn interviewed mm-hmm. with six teams. Mm-hmm. And he was he was the finalist in Denver and Chicago, which of course now have, have named their new coaches. Yeah. And and then he informed all the teams that he was going to stay with the Cowboys under the same flipping head coach. Cause they're going to keep him too. They're keeping McCarthy. Yeah, I know. I or maybe, I think- maybe, maybe Quinn's sort of hedging his bets a little bit and wondering how long McCarthy is going to keep that job. Oh, totally. that That's the only thing I can think is he be- really wants that job. I mean, yeah, it's that thing that of job. the only reason you turn down a job is if you think that the one you have is going to get you the job you actually want. Yeah. Well, and I think Dan Quinn probably had uh, somewhat of a frustrating experience in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. um, not truly getting the support that he needed. I think Dan Quinn is an excellent coach. I thought he was really good in Atlanta and I don't think he was supported in the way that he needed to be. Um, They gave up on him too early. I thought like, and the players, I I, I agree. Like, like that whole entire like roster just loved that dude. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I think, uh, you know, um, he's coveted. I think Dan Quinn is at a place where he can kind of choose a little bit where he goes and where, and he's happy where he is. Um, I think he's going to find the franchise and the team that um, is built strong and that he feels confident on. I love Dan Quinn and I want to see, I want to see um, him reach some success. Maybe, maybe, He's waiting for Pete to play out his contract. Well, I was just going to say that that team that plays in that stadium right behind you, you know, I mean, Carol's yeah. going to be 71 years old this fall, you know, yeah. and he's, I don't think he's going to go much more than like, you know, three or four more years at the most. I kind of know? expect that this, this yeah. contract he signed will, would be his last. I, who who yeah. knows? Pete Carroll is immortal. So I, yeah. I, I, I mean, know, they, I yeah, he, maybe has a design to be coaching until he's and of course now uh sean payton is out and that's amusing to me because (laughs) talk about like pete carroll shit show yeah i was gonna say like that is a pete carroll move you get out of that team when it turns into a disaster like get the fuck out and they fucking they they signed what's it Taysom hill to like a $40 million contract <laughs> like mid-season and they're like over $70 million over the cap and he's it's just bonkers. like, yeah, I'm out I'll see yeah. you first later. I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna go I to would the do the same thing. <laughs> he, I'll tell you exactly what Sean Payton is going to. So the terms of his contract is um, 
he can go coach for another team, but that another team, that other team is going to have to pay off his contract uh, for uh, new Orleans. Mm. So I think he's going into TV for a few years and then he's going to go coach again. That's what um, Nate Burleson was uh, intimating this morning on the CBS morning totally. show. It's, like, it's something that I'm, Sean Payton, uh, I'm pretty sure he has uh, something. A lot of people, yes. a lot of people think he's destined for Dallas because he owns a house in Dallas, and he, I think, he coached for a while on that staff when Parcells was there. So there's like a, there's always been like a certain degree of closeness between him and that organization. So yeah. that's something to watch, but. That's yeah, I know that like for, Seahawks uh, Twitter was all about him coming up here and replacing Carol and like, never you know, uh, first you know. of all, Jody would have to pay off Carol's contract and then she'd have to pay off Peyton's contract. Yeah, never which happened. she'd have the money to do and not bat another eye at. That's but true. That's not her money. That's 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 the trust's money. That's right. Paula. So she has to weigh. Is that something that Paul would want? You right, know? Right. I mean, so I think Carol's here until 2025, and and I'm here for it. I love it. fans like so that's who do my- you who do you envision, Mike? Because y'all have a much better uh, sense of, of of coaches than I do. I'm curious who you see uh, taking over in the for the Saints, and uh, who do you see going to the Dolphins? Mm. Right now, I've, I've been hearing I, I, the last I read was that uh, the Dabo guy, the offensive coordinator for the Bills, might be the hot name Dolphins. for the Dolphins now. Yeah, would that be, would be a bad place because they got a young quarterback and he, yeah. he, he developed um, Josh Allen pretty well. Yeah. So maybe they think that, you know, let's see what we can get another year with, you know, Tua with. That makes a lot of sense because yeah. if Tua's not coming here, you may as well hire him a coach. No, yeah. I don't think I don't, if they were to trade Russell Wilson, I don't think Tua would be the guy that Carroll would want to go after. Person, that's just my opinion, uh, but I think he probably wants somebody a little bit more established. Saints. I, Saints? I, I don't. I don't know who would want to touch that team right now. I feel like it's going to be Dennis Allen. I think it's they're going to promote the the defensive quarter because they I can keep that they can keep the defense intact yeah. and try and win with defense, right? And Hill at quarterback and just they're I mean, going to have to go like, through a full on rebuild. Yeah, like they're, 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 they're going to have to auction I mean, off their players. There's going to be a like, fire sale down. There's going to be a fire sale. Yeah, and I'm I'm saying now, John Schneider, if you're out there, go get Alvin Kamara. I want to see Russell Wilson. Oh my God. With Alvin Kamara, 26 year old Alvin Kamara in his prime. Come on. That's going to be, oh man. I, I, with, with Penny backing him up. That'd be sick. So we would have to what buy out his contract. Is that how that works when teams are that far over their cap? Yeah. There's, so they would, they would eat the guaranteed dollars on there like there's always like a portion of these contracts that are guaranteed money and then there's the one the money that you know that is non-guaranteed in in the event that you move on from a player so there would be a portion of guaranteed money that they would accrue but like they're the rest of it so they might have to like you know just do fire sale trades of a lot of yes. these big name players and eat yeah. a lot of dead salary and yeah. guarantees just to get 
Like, I mean, you could be looking at a roster that is just literally like, yeah, all their all their <laughs> like third players. string third string players just it's totally you know yeah, on yeah. on on cheap rookie contracts and yeah. veteran minimums on that roster. Wow. Yeah, cool, 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 yeah. cool. Yeah, wow. it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be exciting. I'm kind of <laughs> looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, championship weekend is going to be a good one. Uh, this has been a fun season so far, even if the Seahawks, uh, you know, had one of their worst in a long time. Uh, why don't we, why don't we get into some dorking? What, what have, uh, Millie, what have you been dorking out about? Oh, geez. <laughs> what have I been dorking out about? Um, I don't think we've started anything new. No. But I will tell you that based on the recommendation of the other dorks, I am almost done with the expanse oh nice i went from being like do you think i should pick it up again in <laughs> early season two um we haven't finished the football season yet and i'm like season six i got three to go really hope they uh wrap some stuff up there's some things i don't like we, we could talk offline about one of these days but uh I, i've definitely uh really really enjoyed especially the visual storytelling Mm. And the very real sort of science to a lot of what they're doing. I think that's cool. Um, and then we've been uh, moving along slowly with the book Boba Fett. Um, I felt like there was something I wanted to bring up, but I just can't remember what it is now. So that's what happens when you don't take notes for yourself and you get older <laughs> and you forget what you were going to tell everybody to go look at or watch or whatever. Um so I'm just going to yield the floor. And if I think of it, I'll let you know. But, uh, you know, I just like dorking. Uh, I, yeah, I like dorking too. You know what I'm I, dorking out about? I'm dorking it? out. It's, uh, there's a show on Netflix that uh, I turned on because it looked like I was home late from rehearsal and I'm kind of jacked up on adrenaline and I got to get to sleep. And, you know, I pour myself a highball and I just want something funny and mindless on. And I've already like burned through Key and Peel like a million times already. That's usually the TV show I go to for that. And there's a TV show on Netflix I, I, I found that looked uh, intriguing uh, called Saturday Morning All-Star Hits. And it is a TV show developed by SNL's Kyle Mooney. And it is uh, a past, it's kind of a parody and a pastiche of Saturday morning cartoons from the 80s and 90s. And while all of these cartoons start out as something very recognizable of something you would have watched, you know, back then, it all ends up turning into like these weird uh, heavy themes of like adult existential anxiety. <laughs> and, like, you know. <laughs> and it's all framed around like it's this Saturday morning cartoon block. And so it's got these hosts, you know, these energetic young hosts from the 90s with all the 90s cuts and everything. And it kind of um, the conceit is sort of like you're watching it on an old VHS tape that you would have recorded these shows 30 years ago. And so it'll cut through to like these bad commercials from that time or something like that. But then, so like, you know, all of that is great in a sort of like uh, light, um, you know, sketch comedy kind of a way. But as the season progresses, you actually end up sort of discovering a season arc that kind of goes 
through it with like the hosts and what's going on in the background and on the news of this weird alternate reality um, that uh, gets kind of weird and kind of fun. And I really dug it. I thought it was super smart. The comedy was irreverent. Um, what they were parodying was so perfect. Like it was clearly like Kyle Moody is, um, has a great love for that era of TV. And, uh, and I thought it was really terrific. Um, so I, uh, I recommend it. It's not going to be, it's not going to like blow your mind away, but if you're looking for something like just really fun and kind of inventive and creative, um, it's totally the kind of TV show that you could turn on at 11 to 30 when you're high as shit, uh, and you're going to have a great time. <laughs> so if you want something like, you know, while you're smoking your weed before bed, I, I highly recommend that show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remembered what I was going to say. Uh, let's hear it. <laughs> so um, number one fan, Mandy, sister, and I try to watch shows together. We started Anxious People on Netflix, and I'm really enjoying it. There aren't that many episodes, and it's based on a book that's like on all of my friends. Like, this is one of the best books I read this year. And I was like, wait, is this the same thing? And it is, it's from the same, the author who wrote, um, was it a man called Ove? Oh yeah, I'm not familiar. Um, but it's, like um, it. I'm probably going to get the country wrong. I want to say it's Swedish. Uh, and, and so is the show, but it's, it's really interesting. I highly recommend it. Um, the English dub even is very good. I tend to switch between the two, but um, so you can watch it with subtitles or you can watch it in English or in my case, English with subtitles. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's a really fascinating unraveling of a, uh, you know, what really happened story of a, a an almost bank robbery and a sort of hostage situation that ends fine. And then it's a question of what really happened and who was that, who was that masked man? Um, but it's really delightful. I recommend it. That sounds great. Netflix has so many shows, like it's hard to keep up. I think they produce like 200 shows a year. I don't know. I, I, I can't keep up. Curtis, what are you darking out on? Yeah, I got, I gave up on Netflix because my wife controls the purse strings. And so I don't have a choice, but B, uh, I've got ADD, like fierce. And so that is like the worst thing for me to surf through is trying to pick something to watch on Netflix. So my dorking is very simple. Uh, I, I'm a middle-aged man who watches Star Wars. Um, and so <laughs> The Mandalorian. Uh, oh, I mean, can I spoil shit? Is yeah. It, yeah spoil we, spoil it. So Spoilers. Episode, what are you spoiling? episode five of Book of Boba Fett. Uh, All right. Spoilers like, episode by Book of Boba Fett. If you haven't seen it, yeah, it, it, this is a spoiler thing. Uh, it finally got great for me after like I, I love the first episode and I was good with the second episode. But then when the outer space Vespa bike gang appeared in that, it was just it was just like, yeah, Star like Wars. the 50s greasers sort of uh, like it, I, it, 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 I had to tap out of it because <laughs> I was just like, this is what Star Wars is to me. Star Wars is like, you know, it's just it's like it's like that. I just past experiences. It's like 
the hot person that you're dating for a while and then you discover that after four martinis you can't bring her to see any of like your friends or anything like that because of just the stupid shit that's going to come out of her mouth and so like star wars will do these great cool things and then all of a sudden there's a casino scene in which everybody is like putting on the Ritz in like, right. you know, that, that, that last Jedi movie. And I'm just kind of like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And yeah. So like the Vespa bike gang and the book of Boba Fett had me kind of like shutting it down. <laughs> like, like, God, why'd they do that? But then I picked it up again and I, I, I toughed it out. And then this latest episode, episode five, it's all about the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian uh, television show has, in my opinion, been the best thing that Star Wars has produced since like the Empire Strikes Back. I mean, for me personally, that and, uh, you know, the the the, uh, the Rogue One movie, uh, I love that television show. And they bring they bring Mando back and it's all about Mando. <laughs> uh <laughs> And it made me think, like, why are they even doing the Book of Boba Fett? Why don't they just go into, like, season three of The Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... It's been weird. It's... it's uh... Like, what are the figureheads thinking with all... I mean, I guess, like, you know, they wanted to dedicate a show to, to Boba Fett because he was this, you know, kind of iconic character from the television. From yeah, the, but it's from all the over the place. Release. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. It's it a mess. Is. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Anyway uh yeah all right so uh we're taking a week off uh and then we're going to be back for a super bowl preview uh so um and then uh, alana will you know will hopefully be back with us for that um this has been a really uh really rewarding football season and uh a really rewarding podcast and i've enjoyed talking with all of you and uh and you out there listening i hope you've enjoyed going on that journey with us um yeah we'll be back preview of the super bowl uh check us out if you like us follow us wherever you're getting this podcast spotify apple podcasts you know all those wherever you're finding this we're also on youtube you can see the uh the 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 video podcast uh dorks on sports just find us there once again uh also check out curtis's blog profile.com always has great stuff on there and you know the seahawks they're looking for a couple coaches themselves with the with the defensive coordinator and uh and the um and the passing game uh guys so i'm sure curtis is gonna have a lot to say when when those are finally announced anyway my name is Daniel for Curtis, Millie, Alana, when you're out there, the rest of 12 saying goodbye and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.